Okay, got a big day over in Kansas City, obviously. Uh, and what a great accomplishment by our Kansas City Royals. So uh, I wanted to make sure that we moved it up and we didn't have any conflicts with you guys getting over to the parade and being part of that because what a great what a great day it is for our team and a great day for those guys. So just want to say a big congratulations to all those guys and particularly the you know the, the management and the players and uh, all of the folks that had that vision and they they stayed for us what a great story they are. So uh, I know Bob's really excited. Got a little pass with those guys, uh, just like we all are. But let's get let's get going today so we can get you guys over there and, and you can be a part of it too. So uh, let's shoot with some questions. All right, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about the uh, true freshman offensive tackles? How they grade out on the film? You know, they they uh, they played about what you would think a, a true freshman would play. Uh, that was talented. Those guys are both talented guys. Uh, they had some really good things they did in the game. The experience is going to be so valuable for them moving forward. Uh, the great thing was that you watch Clyde play throughout the game. He gets walked back a few plays, and then he figures it out. He figures out how to drop the anchor a little bit, and he stops the bleeding a little bit. And, then, you know, those guys are playing against some, some top-notch top players, which was good. And Larry's played a lot more than Clyde has to this point. So that was truly Clyde's uh, first start, which was uh, was really good for him. And he's a talented guy. We, uh, we really feel good about the future with him moving forward. Uh, the other kid uh, has played a lot more, and he did – he did a lot of really good things. You know, there were a couple times where, where uh, his guy, you know, wound up making making a sack in there. But you know, he held up as just a good a good guy for a long period of time. Which that's only going to bode well for those guys in the future. But we expect zero sacks. And you know, the great thing that I saw on the sideline, with Larry Hughes, is when he gave up the one sack, he was almost inconsolable on the sideline. Which you like to see it that way. You don't you don't want to see it where a guy's going well. You know. I mean, you could have helped me on that, or we could have chipped, or something like that. I mean, he was—he was—he took it personal, which is good. And Dave, you talked about the offense wasn't where you expected it to be uh, after last game. What, what did you expect, or I guess what what areas do you wish were better at this point? Well, production with points is something that we we you know we 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 have been at places where we've been able to put points on the board, and that's where uh, my. Uh, my disappointment to this point has been is we haven't been able to score at the rate that uh, that I know we're, pop, we're capable of doing. Some of that has to do with, you know, a lot of different players playing, you know, but at the end of the day, our job is to get the ball in the end zone, and we haven't done that. We haven't done it enough, uh, but, you know, we have we continue to look as coaches. We just got out of a meeting just a second ago looking at what we can do within our system to make sure that we're starting to create more production. and taking into account, you know, maybe a new starter here or a new starter there to make sure we're taking advantage of the pieces that we have. Some of the stability will help us a little bit more moving forward, but we're going to be a competitive team. So instability will be part of the growing process because our guys are going to continue to compete and earn their jobs. Uh, we've said that from day one, and we're going to continue to do that. Uh, and from our standpoint, we have to put the ball in the end zone. We've got to find a way to create some offense because in this, in this conference, you have to be able to score. You know, TCU is a team that right now is playing with a lot of first-time players as well. I think I saw a number today somewhere around 37 first-time players on the field for TCU, and they're undefeated. Now, they've got some really good players on their football team, but they also have a lot of young players on their defense and things like that. They're finding a way to get things done. They've got some experience, don't get me wrong, but those are some of the things that we have to do with inexperienced guys as well. They've got some different parts that we don't have, but they're still finding a way to get it done, so we've got to find a way to get it done. I'm going to go back to the tackles. Um, 
is does Clive play best at tackle? Because I know he played a little bit of guard through um, the beginning of the year. So do you think he fits best with the left hand spot? Absolutely. Long, good looking. He's what they look like. Big, long arms, six, almost six six. Uh, weighs 295 pounds right now. When we recruited him, he weighed 265 pounds. Our guys are doing a tremendous job in that weight room developing those guys. Uh, the development that we're doing right now, as we are going through the season, is is something that I've been really proud of our staff of. Our, our strength staff, our staff, just in terms of really doing a good job of making sure that we're not only trying to, to maximize the season, but understanding development with the young, young guys is so important. We have two hot bowls a week, which gives them 10 series. I've never been in a place where we have two of those a week. It gives them 10 series to practice. We have extra time on Monday that we haven't had in the past just for fundamental work. We have extra opportunities for those guys to get in the weight room uh, to be able to give them the strength that they need. You know, and that's really one of the areas that we've got to get to with him. And, and Larry is just improving their strength. But the great news is their strength numbers have went up significantly from the time they got here. We're just not to the level of a third-year Big 12 player yet. That's because you don't get third-year results in six months or seven months. You get that in years, and we'll get there. We'll have that time. you got a hundred different challenges, but how big is that one, kind of trying to balance developing and doing all that stuff you just talked about with game week and making sure they're fresh and game prep and all those things? That's got to be as big a challenge as you have right now. You know, it's a reality, I think, and, you know, we're, we're going to continue to look at things as reality and what we have to deal with, and I'm not trying to escape the cliche. I'm just saying the reality is that we have to be great developers. The Royals just did it. I mean, what a great story. I mean, we looked at some things yesterday as a staff, and we just walked out of a staff meeting just a few minutes ago, and I said, hey, fellas, I know this is a difficult deal because it's more than game planning. I know it's more on you, but that's why you're here, because you are the, you're the ones that can handle this. You can game plan, and you can develop those younger ones at the same time, and we can continue to develop them. We've got to spend, you know, right now, we don't, we're not going to have the luxury of bowl practice. So we've got to build bowl practice within our practices right now to be able to get the work that we need to get done with young kids that the bowl teams get the luxury of having. So we can do one of two things. We can keep going through the season and wait, or we start yesterday, which we started way yesterday in developing those guys to try to get a little bit better every day. That's been the goal from the very beginning is to get a little bit better every day. And you know what? Uh, I see that. I see that, uh, and I really do appreciate the effort of our kids and our resiliency that those guys have because they go out and they practice hard every day, which is good. Is that what the A and the B field is all about, the, the concept behind that is just make sure you get as many reps and develop as many guys at the same time as possible? Absolutely. I mean, it's just like anything else in life. Um, the more you do it, the better you're going to get at it. Yeah. The more you do it, the better you're going to get at it. So Carter Stanley, the amount of reps that he's taken over the last six weeks is unbelievable to get him ready to compete for next year. Uh, Keaton Perry, some of those other guys, uh, our running backs, Taylor Martin, uh, all those young freshmen that were that were not, we have not pulled the shirt off of. Chase Harrell, I mean, a ton of work. Laquiviante uh, Gonzalez, who we can't wait to get on the field, but we can't put him on there yet. But, I mean, he's a talented guy and continuing to develop him. He's been a big part of what, what we've done with the development of our guys. Same thing with our guys up front defensively, linebackers, all those guys. Uh, Pete Locker, I talked about him in fall camp. The guy continues to develop. I'm excited about him being eligible next year. We've got three or four bodies that are just not eligible right now that I think would help us greatly, but they will be next year. And we're going to continue to develop them, continue to put weight on them, and get them up to the Big 12 standard. It's going to take a little while, but we'll get it done.
Yeah, talk about good receivers. Uh, one thing you don't have is the super runner. Is Gonzalez that or is he different? Absolutely. He is a as fast a guy as I've ever been around in my career. He can fly. Uh, and we need that. And he's very versatile. He can do a lot of different things. Uh, he, he will be a guy that will instantly help our return game because he is very dynamic in that regard. Um, he is a really talented guy. Really talented guy. Uh, so he will be a guy that will certainly address that need as we move forward, along with, we hope, you know, a couple of the other guys that we're going to be able to bring in. You know, so we'll see how that goes in recruiting. But uh, the good news is we got him here already. Chase Harrell, y'all, I mean, that guy's put on 20 pounds. Dorrance Armstrong's put on 15, 20 pounds. I mean, those kids are doing nothing but getting better each day. So, you know, I know it's one of those deals where as a staff you sit there and you look at, the results, but you got to go back and look at the things that you really are getting better at and how you're making those strides each day. And those those young kids are getting better. And you know what? Some of the older kids are getting better too. It's not just young kids. Them older kids are getting better too, uh, which is good. We need that. With the red shirt, with the pool of red shirt players, did you have your mind made up at the beginning? Under no circumstances would be taken away from them, or if the need arose, you would consider removing that red shirt because you needed them at that moment. Right. Right. Um, we would like to redshirt everybody, but that just can't happen in college football nowadays. Uh, when I first got here, with the number situation that we had, that we were facing, there was almost no way that we thought we'd be able to redshirt anyone. The thing that we did find out is that we had a little bit more depth at wideout than what we thought we had. Now, does that mean that we had all the dynamic that we needed at wideout? No, but we had a little bit more depth, which was good. It allowed Chase to develop because he needed some things to get there. Um, you know, but in terms of the quarterbacks, we were going to make sure we kept it on one of them. There was no sense in having both those guys in the same class. Uh, and we just needed to see over those, that month and that, that, that summer, who was progressing more. And it was still fairly close, y'all. It was still fairly close. And it's, I've loved the way that Carter Stanley has approached it because he has done nothing but get better. Uh, and we don't talk about him enough because he's not playing. But Ryan Willis has gotten a lot better. There's some things we got to address with him, obviously, uh, to help him continue to get better. But uh, both those guys, I mean, it, it, the plan was as such. We were going to redshirt one of them unless we absolutely just could not help it. You know, and we've been pretty fortunate to be able to hang on to all those cool quarterbacks to this point since uh, Montel. Is Stanley's uh, hitch kind of the most Yeah, he does. He does. It, it's not all the way gone, Tom. But there, you, the more he does it, you can see the baseball getting out of him a little bit. Uh, and I think that's the key, the more you do anything. And we spent a lot more time in fundamental development with him to be able to address that hitch and try to get that thing back to where it was when we saw it on film. Uh, and the funny thing is there's times when it's completely gone and then it'll, it'll reappear for a couple of reps and then it'll go away again. And I think it's just muscle memory, continuing to do it over and over again. And, uh, you know, he's a guy that is <laughs> I mean, he gives us a different dynamic than even Ryan because he can move now. And when he gets on the move, he's, he's been tough to deal with for the, the defense when he gets on the move. He's got a live arm. Uh, he's a guy we're excited about moving forward, too, because there'll be great competition moving forward. That's why I don't ever just ordain somebody until we see. Uh, you know, and while Ron's done a great job, and uh, you know, hopefully he'll continue to get better as a freshman, uh, we're still going to have that competition. Is Harold um, redshirt right now? He is. Okay. Other than Kozar, is he? What, what's his status for this week? He's still out. Okay. Still not ready to go. With the way that Texas utilizes their two quarterbacks in certain down and distance situations throughout the course of the game, when Montel is game ready, 
Could that work in some regard in this system? Absolutely. Certainly can. When you got a guy that really his strength is not running, but you have another guy that his strength might be running, uh, there's some there's some chance for us to do that. You know, I said before we'd like to be a one quarterback system team if we could get that done. Uh, but you know, you live and you learn. You try to figure out what gives you the best chance to win, uh, and really what gives you the best chance to develop as a program moving forward. So if he if he can help us in that regard when he's back, absolutely. David, I feel like the last few weeks when you watch tape of opponents, it seems like every week is a well-oiled Big 12 machine. Different watching tape on Texas, it kind of seems like they're trying to figure things out, maybe similar to what you guys are trying to do. Um, well, not really. I, I will say this, uh, offensively, you know, with the herd kid coming in who, I mean, I know most of those guys I've recruited all of them or been around them or their families for a while, so I almost know these guys so well, it's crazy. But watching uh, the herd kid, you knew in high school he was a dynamic runner, uh, and he did some really good things with his feet. I think they've improved their running game dramatically over the last three games, and he's been a big part of that. Um, you know, as you see that and you see him kind of stabilizing as the guy in there a little bit, you start seeing their identity start showing up a little bit with their quarterback run game. Of course, they put Swoops back in there, and, and he still goes in there and does a lot of great things too. I recruited that kid. You know, out of North Texas, too. Another dynamic guy, great-looking dude, too, now. 6'4", 250-pound dude that can run. So, uh, you know, they don't look like a team to me that uh, is in disarray, if you were asking that at all. They they are very well coached on the defensive side of the ball. Vance Bedford does a great job. I mean, watching him, watching what he's doing defensively, I mean, there's a reason why they beat Oklahoma. I mean, he did a good job with them. I mean, he got after Baker Mayfield and those guys, and they did a nice job. They had a good game plan. Um, and they had the right things called at the right time. Um, you know, that was one of the things I was very interested in seeing is how did that game play out the way it did. And I didn't watch it as much last week as I did this week. But going back and looking at it, he did a really good job defensively. Uh, and they do, a, they do a pretty good job on special teams as well. They've had a couple of miscues kind of like us that have cost them some games, you know, that they've learned from and they continue to move, move better. Coach Strong does a, a great job. That guy has not... I mean, he, he has not forgotten how to coach football, I can promise you that. He did an unbelievable job at Louisville, and his reputation speaks for itself. Uh, I, I do feel like that guy will get that, that ship righted. And we're catching them at a time where they, you know, they, they're in a situ situation where they need to stabilize. So we've got to bring our very best effort and all of our intensity into this game because they, they have some of the best players in the country recruiting-wise. I mean, Malik Jefferson. I mean, I know that kid really, really well. I know his family really well, really, really well. He's a very young guy, but he is a talented dude at that Mike Backer. Uh, they got a couple defensive line, that Hassan Ridgeway kid that plays tackle. And it, when he goes, he's about as good as you've seen. Uh, he's really good. The Shiloh Davis, I mean, Nashawn Hughes, I mean, I know him and his family well. Holton Hill, corner. I mean, all these names I know well. Jason Hall plays safety for him, 31. Uh, Dajay Johnson, their return man, is as dynamic as you'll see in the country. Reminds me a lot of the kid from Rutgers, but bigger. Uh, we've got to do a good job of managing this guy because he can change a game like that. Uh, very talented guy. Jonathan Gray, one of the top players in the country when he came out running back. I mean, they've got parts now. Kent Perkins, one of the top offensive linemen in the, in the country coming out of his class. Really good player. Got hurt last year. Is back, and you can see him playing really, really well. Uh, they've got a bunch of good parts, and, man, when it starts clicking, boy, it could be a – it could be a tough deal for everybody. Uh, but, you know, for us, we've got to go in here and worry about us and what we do and making sure that we understand what they're doing schematically and us just get a little bit better every week at what we're doing and try to close that gap as fast as we can. Yeah.
it's obviously two different situations, but but can you take comfort in the fact that hey, even Texas, even mighty Texas, does struggle when they're trying to put a new coach in and a new system in, and and it, it takes time there too. I mean, can you can you use that for comfort for yourself or, or for your program here or even in recruiting, and and just kind of point that out as a reason to believe that that this is no different. Right. You know, I think uh, the. The day and age of patience is very much wearing thin in, in our in our society, and I get that. Uh, it is what it is, you know. Uh, but I say it all the time: you don't get three years worth of work in six months, and it lasts. There are some people that can create something for a short period of time, but most of the time, when you're cutting corners like that, it's hard for it to last for a long, long time. Now, some people can pull it off, but at the end of the day, I mean, I just. Notice one of the great men in our coaching profession retire, saying he's going to retire from Virginia Tech. Him, Coach Schneider, some of these guys that if you go back and look at their their careers and how it started and how the, their their programs hung with them, just like the Royals hung with hung with their with their guy. Uh, those things to me are how you create winners over a long period of time. Um, and I think every like everything, I really believe that. Everything will, is cyclical. I think we'll all even come back to to it at some point. We'll, it'll cycle back around that we'll realize that the only way you do it is by being committed and sticking to it and staying the course uh, if you want to create something over a long period of time. In, in every sport, you have some guys who the adrenaline gets going. They show better in games than they do in practice. Uh, but you want to judge based on how they do in practice, you want to reward that. So how do you balance that, and are there any players on your team who show better in games? Man, that, that is very good. The, the, I mean, you're right. For, if you're not at practice all the time, it's hard to understand that. But being around it for a long time, you know that that actually occurs. Uh, there's a kid on our team that I think actually plays better in the game than I, do he, than I think he does in practice sometimes, and we're working with him because he's a young guy. Emmanuel Moore is a guy that sticks out to me when you think about that. Um, he's a guy that... You know, he's a young guy, so he's learning how to understand urgency. And young guys, they usually are just a count behind because they're chasing airplanes every now and then. They're learning how to play, stay focused through an entire practice. And then things are a little bit different for him. So uh, he's a guy that sticks out to me in that regard. I think he's going to be a really good player. He just, you know, he's a guy that he doesn't necessarily always do it great in practice, but we put him in game a couple times. And not necessarily when you see him get the ball thrown to him, but you see him do some things away from the ball that you're like, okay, this guy's got a chance to be a decent player for us, you know. Basaz um, Ogbevor, same guy as a linebacker for us. I mean, he's very much in that same category. Um, so it, it's it's difficult sometimes until you put them in. Sometimes guys, they have, it takes them a little, while, a little bit longer to learn how to be a better practice player. And once they learn it, usually those better players continue to, to improve. So uh, it's good to know that. Good to see that you've got guys that actually can do more than what you thought they could do. Sometimes it helps you motivate Watching tape, what are some things in the run game you guys can improve and been tough sledding the last couple of weeks? Um, I think the big thing that we have to continue to do is we got to get stronger. You know, when you create movement up front is when you create space. This game's about space in real estate. It's about moving people to create to create space. Up front, that is your that's what you have to do. Defensively, we try to recreate the defensive line. We try to recreate the line of scrimmage, just like everybody else does. Recreate it back into our backfield. 
when you're not able to hold that line of scrimmage or recreate it back into, into where their defensive line is, it compacts the space. So I think as you look at that, you can yell and scream and moan and complain about it, or you can figure out why it's happening. Well, you know, when Clyde gets here and his bench press is 90 pounds less than it is today, then you realize that, hey, there's a little ways to go. And you look at the numbers of guys in their strength level of, of established Big 12 programs, you start realizing that, hey, man, these guys got to get bigger and stronger. And we've already started that. They've, they've already improved so much in the weight room. But that just tells you how much further we have to go with some young guys to get them on the field. The stronger we get, the better we're going to get up front. And that will help us in the run game. Um, I also think that we've got, you know, we've got to do a good job of being able to control two people with one and being able to get off the backers a little bit better than what we have. Uh, we've seen that decline. Now, some of that has to do with playing some pretty good dudes. But at the end of the day, uh, that's still your job. If we put two men on one, we've got to be able to get movement on that one guy and be able to at least move him back and try to get off to that backer. We're, we're putting a lot of emphasis on that practice right now, and we have all year, but we really are honing in on that because all our guys need is just a crease. We just haven't been able to get it done. How Oh, Talk a little bit about the future. I mean, you seem to be really excited about the, the, the freshman class. Where in three years do you think they could be? Man, I got high hopes. I really do. Um, right now they work as hard as we ask them to. They do everything we ask them to do. Uh, they're accountable group. Sometimes they mess up, and when they do, we slap their wrist, and they learn from it. You know? um, we have a high, high standard here. No one gets away with anything. It doesn't matter who you are. You do not get away with anything because the standard is such that that's the way we're going to get there. Those freshmen, man, they have done a really nice job. They're, they're still freshmen. They still make mistakes, but they learn because they get held accountable. Uh, and it's not just them. It's the whole team. But we meet with those guys once a week just to develop them mentally, not just what we're doing football-wise, but we meet with them. I have different people come in and visit with them and talk to them. That class is going to be a marquee class for us moving forward. Lots of talented guys in that class, and I'm really happy with the talent we got in that class. A lot of those guys are playing right now. I think it can only bode better for us in the future. Uh, but in the meantime, we got to continue to get better because we're playing games right now that matter. What's your favorite part about them? Work ethic, uh, resiliency, willing to willing to do what you ask them to do. Those are the things that I like about this group. I mean, we have we have a lot of really good kids in there which is good. And I think that has a lot to do with the, the older guys because you'd be surprised how much the environment affects those younger guys. And we have, we have a lot of really good older guys here that have been really good for us. Our seniors, uh, for the most part, have been really good, really good. Those guys, I told them the other day, uh, I can promise you one thing, I will never let you be forgotten because they have done an amazing job for us. Amazing job for us. I know you've touched on it a little, but what teaching moment can you draw from the Royals? They struggled for a really long time, and now look at them. Well, it's it's um, ironic that you talk about that because our team meeting yesterday chronicled them from 2010, 2011, 2012, and we just talked about the maturation of that team, and we basically tracked the the development of that team and really truly the development from the farm league up and how they did it and what Coach Yost, what his vision was and what the management's vision was and how they stuck with it. Even when those guys were having, you know, a, a rough time for three years, you know, 
Uh, and the thing that we talked about was that uh, it's amazing how the people that are there now were allowed to develop even when people were saying, why are you pinch hitting this guy? Why aren't you pinch hitting for this guy at this point? And that guy winds up winning the game for him the other night. I mean, some really, really cool things that happened throughout that, that, that this season that really you can track all the way back to the beginning. So we talked a lot about that uh, yesterday with our team, and I think it just gives them some perspective on how you build something. When, in Dallas at Big 12 Media Days, the you know, first thing out of your mouth as you sat down at that podium was sort of it wasn't necessarily a pitch, but it was recruiting. That was on your mind. You talked about the Dallas high schools, that area. Uh, your familiarity with it all, all that. And, and I think all the Big 12 riders were pretty impressed about that. They thought you were pretty sharp. How important is it for your team to go show well these next two weeks? You got at Texas, at TCU, I mean, for recruiting and really for that area. Obviously, you're connected, but do you have to show well, too? Do you have to, do you have to perform when you're down there? Yeah, you do. You do. I think that's important for us, mm -hmm. you know. And uh, guys want to – they want to see you improving. They want to see you getting better mm -hmm. in places. And the good news is that, you know, a lot of those same friends down there are, are, are literally calling and texting and saying, hey, man, I know a lot of people can't see it, but I can see it, you know, which is good. Uh, and we stay, we stay in constant contact with all of our contacts all over the country. But, you know, down there, I know that I've had a lot of calls, a lot of guys saying, hey, I'm going to be there. It's going to be good. So that – that is that's something that's paid dividends because our staff they do such a great job down there. Man, there's some really good games down there this weekend. First round of the playoffs, some of the best teams in, in the area are having to play against each other. It's a shame some of the best teams are going to go home this week. But man, that's what makes that place so special. Sometimes happens here, happens you know over in Missouri as well. I mean, it's a really exciting time for high school football. So I know those guys are excited, but a lot of them are going to be at that game, and I know they're excited to see some improvement in areas, and they want to see that movement. So when their guys come, they know that they have bowl games in their future because that's the reward for playing in college football, bowl games, championships as you move forward. So, yeah, we absolutely have to do that. Mm -hmm. What's Coach our status for the rest of the year? And could he register? I mean, I, know, I think he played four games. I don't know if that's too much. Uh, he is, uh, right now, it's just it's going to be up to how much he is continuing to get well. Right now, he can't take a hit. There's, there's no way he can take a hit right now on that shoulder. Uh, I think – we're going to see over the next couple of weeks how he does, and see if we if we're doing everything we have to do to this point, or does it is it something we have to do a little bit more to get him well? Uh, I think we might be okay in that regard uh, when it comes to the red shirt, but I really can't speak to that yet until I know what our our medical staff and we put it before the NCAA. But I, I think we're okay, but I'm not totally sure about that. We're trying to get him back. Did you have one last question? Yeah. Uh, when did you find out about the field goal situation? Uh, from early uh, Monday morning? Uh, around 3.25 in the morning is when I got a text. <laughs> Something like that. It was pretty early. Pretty early. But you know what? Here's what I'll say about that. Listen, what an unbelievable day for this city. What an unbelievable day for that organization, those coaches, those players. We ain't going to talk about that. I mean, it is what it is. Uh, man, I can't wait for our, our city to go celebrate today. Man, y'all deserve it. I mean, all, all the folks out there that have been on, uh, been fans and been along with those guys for a long time. It's been a long time in coming to get back to this point. Man, this is a great day. I want everybody to have a lot of fun because they deserve it. A lot of work went into that. All right, thank you.